Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live. We've got the whole gang back together in their respective studios. Uh, I, Bobby Pape, am in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. And the nice lady, Christy Wise, coming to us today from Everett, Washington. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. Meredith Mayhem, Mayhan Spaghetti in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. And always last, Mike Frizzell in Austin. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. You know, Bobby, <laughs> the holidays can be a stressful time of year for all of us, but we rarely take the time to think about how these family gatherings affect the emotions of our children. Relatives and friends are coming and going. It sometimes leaves our little ones, our most precious cargo, feeling anxious and bewildered. <laughs> One way to comfort them is to bring back a part of our own youth and give it to them. I'm talking about a subscription to Cricket Magazine. Even if your kids aren't physically ill or emotionally troubled in any way, you can recreate a long wait in a pediatrician's or psychologist's office with just a click of the button. This is the year you need to get your child a subscription to Cricket Magazine. Let's face it, Highlights Magazine is for complete dullards and your kid is special. Go to cricketmagazine.com, enter the promo code interstellarfucksuit, all one word, and get a special <laughs> gift for your son or daughter. A lifelike doll so they can show the doctor where their handsy uncle got at their business. Cricket Magazine, because our kids need to suffer through the same miseries we did. Back to you, Bobby. Thank you, Mike. I, I never and have never seen an issue of Cricket Magazine except for that one picture that we circulated. Same. Um, yeah. Classic. It's a classic. All right. uh, it's just a cricket in space. That's right. all. <laughs> once, once you, once your eyes exactly. make sense of it, it's a cricket in space. But before that, yeah, mind goes elsewhere. My question yep. for senior producer Jeremy Holmes is: How much taxpayer money did we spend to get that cricket in space? <laughs> and what did it cost? Well, me? it depends on how much it weighs. <laughs> does it have a little space suit? It does. It, it has an interstellar yeah. fuck suit. It, it has a suit. It definitely has a suit. So many legs. I think, Mike, do you remember, what, isn't it uh, $100,000 for every pound? At least. It's yeah. going up all the time. The cricket's mm -hmm. less than an ounce, but the suit is a yeah. ton. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Literally a ton. Uh, all right, folks. This is Little Red Bandwagon. As many of you know, if you're just joining us because of our recent attention and fame from the TBTL 2000th episode, thank you for coming we have some fun here for you in store today uh i don't think we actually have any lrb business uh and if we do it's all been pushed to the back uh, because we're <laughs> going to do our weekend review including our clip of the week <laughs> followed by housekeeping we have so much housekeeping this week that it has been renamed christie's corner which i'm spelling with k's for no reason at all <laughs> i like it when ladies do some housekeeping that's right <laughs> <laughs> nice job mike uh, then we'll tell you how you can get involved with the show. Uh, before we do all of that, uh, I guess I do have LRB business, which is to remind you the last episode that we put out came out on Friday, and it was our interview, me and Christy, with one Mike McCauley, the Chicago 10, recorded live in my hotel room turned studio at the Hotel Deca, just hours before the TBTL 2000th episode. Really, uh, Mike McCauley hosted, and Christy and I just listened <laughs> to him talk about the boss's <laughs> memoir. <laughs> And then a little bit about TBTL. It's a TBTL instant classic. It is no coincidence that it happens to be episode number 69, the sex number. <laughs> <laughs> no one mentioned that during the show. I don't, well, I don't think we remembered that it was 69. What an oversight. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
that that's my fault. A lot of things, everything you don't like about that episode is my fault. Everything you do like is Mike McCauley's. <laughs> <Me>. So <laughs> don't wait. Uh, go back and eat that cake. Exactly. Go go have your dessert first. Anyone? Any thoughts or notes before we dive into this week? No, I'm Mon- ready. Monday uh, is going to be a special one. That was TBTL's two thousandth episode mm. live. <laughs> You're you're not even happy with the title. <laughs> Speech impediment episode. I, Live. You guys are were heavily involved in the show, so um, I have a general question to ask you because I know leading up to the show, Christy, you especially were worried about. Uh, maybe worried isn't the right word, but <laughs> but you had concerns about them doing a radio broadcast. And mm-hmm. how that would affect the feel and the, the I don't know, the technical side Flow. of the show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as it turns out, because it was a radio My broadcast and, and not just a TVTL <laughs> show, uh, the audio, a little bit of Sean's audio and all of your audio was botched. Um, mm-hmm. How, when did you find out and how disappointed were you all? My, uh, Monday morning, Andrew emailed Bobby and I to tell us that it he had worked on it all night and it didn't work. Did did I um, did I give you any indication? Because we were listening in Dallas, and I think I was messaging you. Did I tell you that we were having trouble hearing you? Yeah, you said that your audio the sh- audio went out, so I didn't oh. really know. Yeah, we the show th- did cut out at a certain right, point, right? And we thought that, that and we, could we weren't hear just you. we weren't getting the right feed or something. Yeah, when, when right. actually when when you guys were on, we really couldn't hear you. I don't think there's anyone yeah, had- listening who doesn't know this, but for a little bit of background, Christy and I made a brief appearance on the 2000th show live. We were invited on to quiz the guys. Uh, with clips from TBTL history. And actually, the reason I want to clarify this is because um, Christy and I made the astute decision early on, this was a couple of weeks before the show, to not tell you guys, uh, Mike and Meredith, uh, in part... Or anyone, really. Or anyone, yeah. Really, no one knew until... I think I told a couple of people right before it happened just so they wouldn't wonder like why we were getting up and walking away. and Or why we had to go in half an hour early. Right. <laughs> um we decided to sandbag you guys to to alleviate the FOMO mm. of not being able to come to the mm. show mm. Uh, and also to make you insanely jealous. So I'm actually curious if it worked. No, no. <laughs> it was I, more just – I don't – that's not my point. I wanted it to be like, oh, my gosh. That, like it was such a shock because we didn't tell what, you. We kept our, rea- our reaction and- was more like – Oh, we can't hear anything. Well, restart the feed. <laughs> right. Shit, what's happening? What? I know it was, it, it was fucked up how it ended up happening. And I, Christy, you keep a lot of secrets from me. Let's face it. You, <laughs> you keep you kept my birthday show from me. You kept this from me. Mm-hmm. You keep your notes away from me. Uh, so you keeping something from me is not a surprise at all. Yeah. And but Bobby keeping a secret for that long. <laughs> if you had told me. <laughs> You're right. I probably would have flown to Seattle and just grabbed the microphone. You would have flown out of your to hand, Seattle. So. Exactly. <laughs> you would have kept your trip a secret and then come on the stage and grab the microphone. Yep. Yeah. You know, pushed Bobby off the stage, grabbed your microphone. You'd have pulled. <laughs> Thank God have, Phyllis Fletcher would have been right there to catch me. Yeah. <laughs> you would have pulled a Kanye on me I and grabbed have. the microphone. You're and, right. Yeah. You're right. 
I was okay, jealous so I, in general, but we were. I was sad that it didn't work out. And then I was hoping that they yeah. would have it fixed by Monday so that the show would be fixed. But and he, he, it seems like he was able to fix some of Sean's, but he couldn't fix any of yours. And it was really well, sad. I think they figured it out halfway through Sean's oh, okay. thing. Yeah. To and dive then, into yeah, they turned his to, mic to, on. to dive into tech talk. Actually, um, I actually watched. I think it was Nick Jar and run out and hand Mike uh, hand Sean Keep a on. different microphone. Okay. And I wondered what was up when I saw that. Uh, as far as our audio, there were a couple of shotgun mics pointed at the audience, and I think for ambient noise for the we applause and stuff. And the... I think that's where they got our yeah. sound from. Because... Oh yeah, I mean I could hear it when I I think Emily was getting an MRI on Monday or something, so I had my earbuds in at the doctor's office reading my cricket magazine. And I was able to crank it up <laughs> and finally got to enjoy what you guys were saying. Yeah, um, I can make you out on the podcast. It was just, yeah, it sounded like you were being picked up by somebody else's mm-hmm. mic on accident. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sure that's what it was. Christy, remember when they said that we didn't need to come for a dress rehearsal? Exactly. Uh. <laughs> I, Why would you ever believe that? Well, no, they said they weren't going to have one and that they didn't oh. have time for it. And then I specifically asked for that. And then I said, when he's like, oh, we're not going to have that. I said, okay, well, we need to, can we come in first? Can we be let in early? Because especially with me, I've never been on a stage that big Mm -hmm. before or probably ever with that many people in an audience being on the radio, on a live stream. So what I needed to do just for my anxiety is see the stage where we are going to end up, how we are going to get on that stage where I was going to be seated just so I could like get that part out. You know, Chrissy, that's not just because you're a rookie. There are people like um, Emily has a friend, this guy, uh, Joe Stevens, and he was in um, True Grit. Uh, he's He's been an actor for like 30, 40 years. And they were filming it in here in Texas near Austin. And he came in uh, a couple days before his part was going to be filmed and i drove him to the courthouse where he was going to be filming his scene because he just wanted to walk around and get in the space and all that so it's not a rookie move by you it's actually a very smart thing to do to try to you know get in your mind space the right right the right (laughs) thing and and but it doesn't surprise me that anything involving luke would would fall short in the preparation part yeah well and i went to the 1000th show where we stayed out in the cold. I mean, it was like a crazy cold front. I mean, it was probably 30 or 20 or 30 degrees outside and they were not letting us in because they were doing some technical issues and we didn't get let in until 10 minutes before the radio show started. Mm. So I was just thinking that I did not want to have to deal with that plus anxiety. And then what I didn't know is that once we got on stage, you can't see anything past the front (laughs) row. So I didn't even need to be scared. (laughs) Well, you didn't sound nervous. No, at all. you, you guys. When when I was able to crank it up, you guys sounded fantastic. You sounded really relaxed, <laughs> yeah. and it was wonderful. Um, just too bad about uh, them fucking it up. Yeah, j- <laughs> just like Little Red Bandwagon, and I stepped on one of Christie's lines. Mm. Um, so I was glad to be able to do that. <laughs> they kind of rushed us along. So because Jen's audio was fucked too mm-hmm. from the phone line, there's a chunk of it that got cut from the podcast, but. Uh, they ran long with her because of that. And so the whole first hour's time got shifted around a little bit. And so we got cut down a couple of minutes. I think, I don't think Phyllis we Fletcher's supposed to be bit, eight. Right. We were supposed to have eight minutes. And we ended up having like four and a half. And so uh, we didn't get to really explain as much as we wanted to what we were doing. And we missed a couple of the clips. We had intended to play 
a short clip of Luke talking about shitting his pants at the kingdom <laughs> as his second clip for the quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't get to do it. So I never thought that they no, would struggle to... too much with identifying the clips. I just thought it would be a good excuse to play some funny clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had three for each of them and then a, a tiebreaker. And mostly I'm sad. We found out that Jen wasn't going to be there the Wednesday before. So we had really good clips for Jen. Yeah. She has some gems um, that I almost wanted to pull an audible, audible. Is that what they say? Audible. And um, change one of Luke's to be one of Jen's because it was during the man episode. When I was listening to that, he got so mad at her at one point and said that she was <laughs> acting like a baby and a grandma, a grandma baby. <laughs> And I think that that is a perfect Luke clip. I mean, he's getting uh, very angry at Jen for something that she can't help. It was funny. Yeah. So that was that. That was our experience live. Uh, Can you guys tell us a little bit about your experience in Dallas? Uh, Very drunk. I can tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Meredith? Yeah, very. (laughs) A lot to vary. Uh, we started out the night at a place called Barcadia, which I had talked about before. Um, they make a pickle vodka shot. Mm. And I really wanted Mike to try this. So we went there. We met Hillary, who's the best. Um, she met us there. And uh, my husband was driving us so we could drink to our heart's content, which we did. Just backtracking, um, so we started though, Mary, the night with- we were greeted at your house. Emily and I were greeted at your house with a fine array of cheeses and some meats. Yeah, mostly cheese. <laughs> mostly cheeses and dips. That was on purpose. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Delicious. You're welcome. And then, yeah, so we, we had how many pickle shots? Uh, I had two, but I'd already had, I think, at yeah. least three beers at your house. So that that was really oh, kicking, <laughs> kicking it in. <laughs> and then we just, we, we went over to Ashley's, who is a lovely host, and she continued to feed us more alcohol and snacks. And she made such a great little like bread cheese mm-hmm. thing. That's the picture on the Stens page yeah. now, right? Some baked brie. I Did think you get there, to there eat some, any of that? There was some element of uh, fruit in there too. I didn't actually uh. have any. I was so full. <laughs> I kept shoveling yeah, how do you in the cut into something? In you. How do you cut into something that looks so perfect? I don't know. I got the picture and then question. I got to work on it. <laughs> so there was some kind of fruit like jam yeah there's something, something, something in there yeah. that um that i i also shoveled into my into my hole so that i can continue to go to the bathroom for the rest of my life <laughs> i need to know what kind of fruit that was we're gonna need to know send us the recipe yeah Ashley. i usually make one with fig jelly so i'm wondering what she Ooh. used in there i want to say it was like a mm. cranberry or something like that okay mm. can get down with that mm-hmm. I don't know how much we should dive into the 2000s episode, the show itself. Um, I actually did write down a couple of notes. I did not go back and listen to it too closely. I sort of skimmed through it quickly uh, just to hear kind of how the podcast came together. I'm glad that Jen got in for as much as she did and we got some classic Mm -hmm. granny time. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I wonder uh, if the guys knew that Phyllis was going to look for tens of color or if that was an audible on her part. <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't think you could plan on that. You right. know what I mean? Cause there might not well, be any, so. there might not be any, right. Well, and there was like three of them sitting together next to Phyllis. Uh, it was like they were segregated. Yeah, they need to sit, sit together. That's what <laughs> Oh, <laughs> special section. 
did we hear through the grapevine that Jen sort of, uh, rather, uh, Phyllis sort of got asked kind of late in the game about whether or not yeah. she was going to be on this show? She, she got asked at, while we were at Mandarin Gate at 11.45 or midnight. It, that's before. odd to me because with a show like that, you always need a person in the crowd. You're going to need a person in the crowd. And I wonder if they had mm-hmm. somebody else lined up or they or somebody – I don't know. Because she seemed like the logical choice from the beginning. Why wouldn't it have right. been – Right. You know, why wouldn't she have known weeks in advance? Well, and also that's when they also text Sean. If you listen to that story set up, they text him at 11 o'clock at night and asked him to do the cooking with Sean. Right. <laughs> cooking with Sean with whatever you happen to have in the house. Hey, it's jello. Right. <laughs> And that's why it was so, so, so much jello. Right. Because he didn't have time to go shopping. Two jellos with the same thing, just one. The small, same thing, just one is bigger. Small Swedish fish. That was the weirdest yeah. cooking with yeah, Sean I've ever weird. heard. Even weirder than the dog food one. Uh, so, what I also think is really weird is that Andrew asked us, has to be Three over weeks. a month ago. Yeah, something. I mean, it was weeks and weeks before the show. So, it seems like, I mean,. Well, it's not that weird. Well, okay. So Luke was exactly. Luke was in charge of, that's, of that's that. Right. That's the answer. Nailed it. I, was, I just put that together as soon Nailed as I it. said it. <laughs> um, was it Jeremy or was it one of you who tweeted about Sean's fork? Um, it was Jeremy. Okay. I sort of figured. So that was LRB's other claim to fame on the 2000th episode, which was uh, a TBTL mess up that Jeremy tweeted from the LRB account, uh, letting everyone know because we saw it live. And people cringed out loud yeah, people when it were... happened. No, uh, uh, it he, wasn't he just picked him. up a fork off the ground and gave it to somebody. What what happened again? No, no he used a fork to eat some Jello, And then when he took all the extra silverware to hand out for people to try the Jello, he just shoved his fork back in that bundle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was audible. Like, people go, So someone <gasps> got his fork. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Guys, I don't know how the sound was for this. Uh, prom Queen was awesome. Yeah, they sounded yes. great. Yes. Yeah, um, they did I had listened good. to them before because it had come up so much, and I thought they were all right. But they really knocked it out of the park at the show. And I know I was hesitant, and I think Christy was hesitant about there being a band yeah, at the live show. It turned out pretty yeah. good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just because Luke has a tendency to put the these bands that he loves, which she's great, and then he interviews them, and they're terrible, <laughs> and they don't understand why they're there. Um, right. But she's an actual ten, <laughs> right. so she would have been delightful. She was so nice. Right. So she did she a good job rolling with my it. shoes, and yeah, I mean, and I liked how they did it during just the breaks. Yeah. That made it. That made it a little well, bit. And easier. it's like when they had the Smittens on. Um, you know, not only are they great and fun to listen to, but they listen to the show, so they get it. Right. Um, that is another thing um, that was cut out, if you want to know, is that Jen said that she's going to be going to Star Wars at 7 a.m. on Friday and will be wearing Princess Leia buns. I thought they outlawed the costumes. Or is it just anything that covers your face? Is that true? I, I heard that. I don't know if it's just oh. one theater chain or it's in all theaters where star star wars is going to be released that um they don't want um costumes to the point of concealing someone's identity okay so you can't so that when you do pull out the guns 
at least we can identify you. Well, that's a good That's great that we're talking about yeah. this, isn't it? That's great. America, everybody. <laughs> Does anyone have any other nice. thoughts about the 2000th episode? It was fun. No? I'm glad I went. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we got to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I will um, say um, that was probably the best uh, 24-hour road trip I've ever been on, that trip to Dallas. Um, Meredith and Duff, great hosts. Uh, Ashley, a great host. Lots of really fun people there. It's always nice to see Hillary. She, you don't, Hillary is the party. So we've had her on the show. Everybody knows yeah. Hillary's great. Uh, it was it was a really fun time for me. I didn't have a lot of FOMO because we were having such a good time. Yeah. Um, I didn't write this out, but I'll try to do a 30-second summary of my itinerary because the whole trip was really great. And once again, for me, going to Seattle, TBTL has proven the perfect um, base for a really great experience. I mean, the show is great and all, but really the important part was getting to see everyone. So getting to see Christy and Jeremy and Ellie – uh, and Joe and Mike and Maddie was there with them. So that was cool. And Maddie and Ellie became fast friends and it was fun to watch that happen. Mm-hmm. Will and Aiden and actually, and their daughter Bailey and his daughter Bailey and all the other people in that universe. Uh, the dog whisperer at Will's house and their new puppy. Like there was just so much stuff crammed into that weekend for me. The LRB meet up at the Mandarin gate was awesome. And I think we got into that a little bit mm-hmm. with Mike, did we? Or did we that make it about into it the episode? Week. Oh, right. We got into it last week. So all of that stuff. But it was just great to see everyone. And it gets me all warm and fuzzy. And I think we all just need to move to Seattle. So there you go. Uh, I co-signed that. <laughs> it would certainly make recording easier. Mm-hmm. Um, Might make recording gonna... <laughs> a house easier if we all go in together. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, Tuesday. Episode number 2001, filibuster like nobody is watching. Luke has not seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ugh. Come on, dude. He has such holes in his game because he wants to make references about these things. And and you can't make a reference unless you've seen it. Uh, they recapped the 2000th show, and I think we just did a good job of doing that. T-shirts are still available. Merch at tptl.net. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you want a misspelled T-shirt, <laughs> you can email to get that. Um I think the nugget for me from Tuesday was this whole mess with the the TBTL messups at gmail.com email address. <laughs> and this is a two-day story that starts on Tuesday and spills yeah. into Wednesday. <laughs> did any of you try to log into it? No. Not me. I did. No. I knew there'd be a lot of traffic. I did. And it yeah. had already said by the time I got to it, it said the password had been changed like 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Gmail would allow such tomfoolery. <laughs> like they know where people are logging mm-hmm. in from. And I was like, there's no, I'm not even going to try. I bet like, was getting a lot of push notifications. Sure. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor Nick. Yeah, poor Nick. <laughs> and that's not silent Nick. People are wondering. It's, it's a different right. Nick. No. It's a different Nick. Two different, right. two different Nicks. Silent Nick did come to the LRB meetup. I heard he just walked in the front door and waved and then walked right out the back door. That's what I heard. About his opinion. No, it seemed like that. You know the Mandarin Gate close. doesn't have a back door. That place is a fire trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an interesting idea giving this out, and I think it was funny that it hadn't occurred to them that their personal email addresses would be in there. Yeah. <laughs> but who doesn't already have a spam That's also email a good point. Address? Well, also, it, I just thought it was weird that they instantly blamed us when 
I think all of us already have yeah. their personal emails. I don't know right? what you're talking about, Christy Wise. <laughs> I would never, ever email Luke and Andrew with their personal emails uh, in those rare instances, but I really, really want to make sure they actually read what I'm sending. Um, yeah, I thought that was quick. That was Wednesday. They were quick to blame us. Well, we beat, we we never, beat them our, up a lot, so we have to expect it to come back our, our way. Our pranks are much higher brow than that. Yeah, it's true. It is a little bit little bit insulting. Uh, Chris Hayes was right and Luke was wrong about Volkswagen I don't sales. think so. I don't agree. I don't agree. Um, of course their sales are off. Like a third of their inventory is un- unsellable. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have enough. They don't have as many cars as they had last year to actually sell because they can't right. sell these these TDIs. Um, it's Which are, their TDIs are on versions of their cars that are the most popular. Right. Right. So we won't really know how this is going to affect their sales until uh, until we have model years that don't right. include the tainted engine you fucking yeah. dummies we're not gonna know for five years right band name years, the tainted least. engines sorry go ahead <laughs> i'm actually just curious uh meredith do you have an opinion about this because obviously christy and mike are both passionately biased <laughs> very passionate <laughs> i don't give a shit which means she's uh, on our side sorry Aiden. i you know that's you what you always it. assume when someone because, doesn't give a sure. shit sure no, well, yeah, because yeah. that's the point is right. we think people don't give a shit about it. Yep. So she's on our side. Yeah, I don't give a shit. My my notes, I, I, I was thinking when Luke was talking about this, he admitted he was wrong about his first prediction. And then he's kind of doubling down on like, well, I was wrong about it before. And now I'm going to be wrong some more probably because he's predicting that the damage is going to be short term, yeah, not long term. So I guess we'll have to wait. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll have to wait five years to see if he's right. As I said in the group chat, I was looking I don't know. For I just bought. I just <laughs> right, right, because a bargain could yeah. be had now. <laughs> so you're also yeah. doubling down. That's what you're I saying. did. I did just. It's a great engine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I did just buy a new car, and I will say that it didn't even occur to me to get a Volkswagen. Mm, I just you know Christy and Mike. I know. Um, it wouldn't be the first time people came down on the wrong side of history with the Germans. Mm. So <laughs> just be careful. Uh, I think we're on the right side of history. If you come mm-hmm. from my TDI engine and I do nothing, it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you've, you've gone on record saying yeah. that they had some good yeah. ideas yeah. over there. Uh, somehow there is a record of me saying that. Uh, yeah. Would you buy a vacuum cleaner from Luke if he came to your door? Hmm. It, no. Would he leave if I did? <laughs> what if he? I don't like anyone it? selling things door if, to door. Yeah. If he came over to my house and dumped dirt on my carpet, Punch I would in the face. forcefully <laughs> kick him out of the door. Fresh Prince of Bel Air well, style. What if you were a lonely housewife and this was the fifties? I would get my gun. Now it's getting sexy, Bobby. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Uh, no point conversion from Tuesday. The only note that I have is that a Gruden grinder sounds delicious right now. What is that? Mike? Well, every every week um, he chooses a player. Uh, it's like Madden used to have his um, what is, what is Madden All-Star sticker or whatever. They'd put something on the trailer. I can't remember what right. his thing was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's the player of the week. It's Gruden's grinder, and he likes guys that are tough or whatever. But there there's, there was one on Thanksgiving that was like the Golden Gobbler or the it was something that sounded really pornographic. It bothered me more than Gruden's grinder. 
And but yes, <laughs> grinder, your grinder is your best Italian meat sandwich. Right. <laughs> oh well, the Thanksgiving one is when they invite guys down on the field after the game to eat like a six-legged turkey everybody gets a turkey leg um and it's always funny when you've got three guys from the visiting team when they dominate coming down onto the field to revel by eating gross turkey on national television in front of everyone i i I can't think of the name of the award they give out on fox but i'm gonna find it because i tweeted about it wednesday 2002 andrew's gmail login Luke is uh, loving on some Jimmy John's and Andrew is telling such a hot dog story about factory resetting his phone that even he recognizes they should probably get some music for hot dog stories. (laughs) Um, We're really in their heads at this point, right? The wind stories, the hot dog stories. Nobody can tell Mm -hmm. a story on that show without first uh, making excuses for the story by calling it a wind story or a hot dog story. Uh, It's working. And and I found it, the award on Fox on Thanksgiving for the, the MVP player is called The Galloping Gobbler, which Emily said sounds like an aggressive gay porn film. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Possible show title. <laughs> uh, so if you name your pet Andrew's Gmail login, he'll give you some sort of award. I don't remember what. Um classic luke story on wednesday he goes to mailboxes etc to open a personal mailbox which is not a p.o box he doesn't have two forms of id and he wants to be exempt from needing two forms of id (laughs) once again rules Mm -hmm. don't apply he's famous he doesn't need id clearly what i don't understand right uh google him i guess that's a form of id he he didn't say, do you know who I am? Well, we don't know. Just give me the day. Right. He didn't say that as I'm part on of the Downton story. Abbey, goddammit. <laughs> I know, he even got Meet the my same dog. dog. Isis. You, you don't think he's trying to be that guy? Uh, um, here's what I don't get. He wanted them to do all the paperwork, put it on pause, and then come back with the second form of ID. Talking about net time invested, why not just go get the second ID and then do right. the paperwork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. He just wanted to make his trip worthwhile. Uh, And Luke's fantasies continue with wanting to be a ferry boat captain because they're seeking ordinary seamen. They said regular seamen so many times in that (laughs) news segment. How many times can we get her to say (laughs) seamen? That's what that was about. And Luke doesn't want to be a ferry boat driver. He wants to be a drunk (laughs) DJ on a boat. My favorite part. Of that. That'll never happen. And we get an email the next day being like, those captains never retire, so good luck. No, the only way they they ever stop ferry boat captaining is when they get drunk and ram into a dock so it's closed for six months. (laughs) And then they get reprimanded. And even then sometimes come back. They're probably... Well, the emailer made it sound like they retire when they die. They're probably unionized, right? So they're never getting out of those captains' chairs. No way. Not... Um, or they're civil servants, not, right? I mean, it's probably some sort of civil job. I, I know it's a city job oh. or state job. Yeah, sweet. Probably a good pension. Yeah. Also, didn't they say they make over $100,000 a year? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Well, they can. Yeah, so they're the not end. leaving. That's an extraordinary seaman that makes $100,000 <laughs> a year. Uh, 
I bet John Lithgow has extraordinary semen. So let's. <laughs> How did we get into the go on get conversation? Because of Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. Because they That's have to the chase. They have one. to chase the Sasquatch away for his own good. Because like, well, right. No, but, but how did TBTL get into that conversation? Be- because of John Lithgow. Because yeah, he was he was Harry. No, he was Henderson. Right. <laughs> how did we get into John Lithgow? I don't remember how we got to John. <laughs> Trying to track this back to either. how we got to John Lithgow. Uh, there was some. There was there was some uh, Dexter talk. Yes. Well, no. Uh, what we need is one of those like maps with the red lines yeah. to show how the story got to where it did. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to take over a room and pin all this up with some yarn mm-hmm. and the important thing. And- though is that they did have this conversation about the go on get moment which is something that uh vanessa brought to the show back in the day and christy and i had the same experience listening to this part of wednesday's show luke forgot to talk about the greatest go on get scene in he movie history. i think he literally says mm-hmm. go on get in it yeah in in the movie the I champ think that's where this came from from way this has had to be early 80s maybe late 70s ricky schroeder is the little kid john void is the dad who's a boxer and and they get back they they are somehow reunited they're estranged and then reunited and it's the classic thing where the the flawed hero the dad the boxer for the protagonist's own good has to chase him away. Has to he has to chase Ricky Schroeder away, and it is a Guan Git moment. He has to be mean and make the kid cry. Mm-hmm. And how they didn't remember that scene when they were talking about the Guan Git moment when back in the day, that's the first thing that Luke brought up when the Guan Git conversation happened. That happened. This conversation happened last mm-hmm. in two thousand and nine, and that's our clip of the week. And it yep. involves Christy yep. on the phone on, is it call makers or call takers or what, what was the segment, Christy? Call makers. They called you. Yes. I emailed them that probably about half an hour before. And I was very surprised that I got a call that quickly. <laughs> All right. Well, because <laughs> if you forget your TBTL history, you are doomed to forget. <laughs> We're going to make sure <laughs> we repeat it. We're going to bring you your clip of the week, which is from July 29th, 2009. We never promised it would be from this week. <laughs> Go on, get. Uh, should we take one more call and then yeah. do a break, Jennifer? Okay, let's take, uh, or I guess make another call. Because mm-hmm. this is, a, in fact, call makers. Who are we going to try to call next? We're calling Christy in Seattle. Christy in Seattle. What is Christy mm-hmm. in Seattle? I uh, want to talk about Well, a while ago, I told the story about how I got in a fight with my best friend, an actual fist fight over this movie Table for Five. <laughs> yeah. And Christy went out and rented it because she wanted to see if she agreed with me or not. What, who's in Table for Five? What's it about? John Voight and Richard Crenna. And it's about these kids who were raised by their stepdad. And then their mom dies and their biological father shows back up and fights in court with the stepdad for who gets custody of the kids. And so I was always very angry because I thought that the stepdad had been there all along. So obviously he should get uh, custody. But Cindy felt like biological rights trumped. This was obviously about a much larger conversation based on your life experiences. <laughs> Possibly. 
But I also have never been a John Voight fan. I'm much more of a Richard Crenna girl. You, I'll tell you what. Vanessa will tell you about a John Voight Ricky Schroeder movie that will. Oh, I've seen it. The, the Champ. Champ. Sure. She never. She was talking about it this weekend. Seriously, <laughs> not three days go by that she doesn't start talking about the Champ. And when when John Voight's going, and Vanessa has the greatest term for it, it's a go on get speech, like an old yeller, mm-hmm. and they have to get you know. And John Voight has to give Ricky Schroeder yeah. a go on get speech because John Voight's a he's a wannabe boxer. Oh yeah. Oh my <gasps> goodness, Christy in Seattle. May the wonders never cease. Hi there. Hi Luke. Hi Jen. Hey. Hi. Oh, hey John. Hi. Hola. There you go. There you go. How how you doing in Seattle? Are you are you uh, are you staying cool? I'm actually at in Snohomish in oh. Nick Snohomish's pool right now. Oh, I see. You're so, at a pool? Mm-hmm. Well, it's oh. a kiddie pool, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, so are you literally in the kiddie pool as we speak? Yes. <laughs> you mean like one of those little inflatable ones in the backyard or actual well, real? It's big enough for two floaties, so there's a couple <laughs> in the floaties. I... Wait a minute, are you in someone's backyard? Yes. <laughs> is it a fellow listener? You said Nick and Snohomish? Yeah, he's the one that did the video of you guys, the entrance with the... Oh, the animated, the computer animation. <laughs> oh. Right, right. That is awesome, by the way, that video. Tell him. Great work on that. Okay. Um, now, uh, uh, so you're sitting in a, a kiddie pool, and you're feeling good? You're like, it's keeping your core temperature down, all that stuff? Definitely. Okay, great. Um, now, do you live up there, or do you live down in Seattle? I live in Everett, so it's close. Well... What's your situation in Everett in terms of the AC? None. It was 94 when I got home today, so I said, I'm going to the pool. By, by you which you mean a child's house. pool that was purchased <laughs> at a right end. Right, right. Sweet. Do you have? Do you need a membership for the pool? It sounds very exclusive. <laughs> well, he's a family member, so oh. only family. I hope it's not one of those racist country club pools <laughs> where all kinds of stuff goes on. Well, what did you want to talk about, Christy? K- okay. Christy from a, from a child's pool? So I talked to Jen about the controversial movie. Yes, table yes, five. table, table, uh, table for five. Mm-hmm. Yes, at Miniature Tigers, and then I forgot which side she was on and which side Cindy was on. But I just watched it today. And, and so the basic thing. Let me just just re re sort of uh, state this for for so I kind of understand it. It's basically Richard Crenna and John Voight, and one of them's the biological parent who's been a flake, and one of them's the stepdad who's been. A mensch, right. and and Jen, your point was that it's it's uh, it's nurture, not nature, right. and uh, and uh, Cindy was that... saying that the bio the biology meant something. Yes. Okay. Right. Where did you come down on this, Christy? Now, this did lead to a fist fight between Jen and Cindy. I just want you to bear that in mind so, before you give your scared. opinion. I'm a little scared. No, I side with Jen. Oh, Yay! little misdirection play there. <laughs> it's crafty. Well, the fall. John Boy haven't seen the kids in four years. I know, and he just swoops in and thinks he can be the dad now. Right, and I didn't. And the whole premise of Table for Five is because on this cruise he leaves an empty seat for a woman to come and if he finds one, like any random woman on the cruise can come sit with them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you saw that all so clearly. The douche is what he is. Ah, uh, yep. yes. Well, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm I am inclined to agree with you guys. I'm serious. I'm. I say this is somebody who was raised by, uh, you know, my dad, who's really a stepdad to me, but has been married by mom since I was two years old. And that, to me, it's it's like the person who's around. If you're around, and if you're if you're providing, and if you're taking care of the needs of that person, then that's that makes you dad, in my opinion. He didn't know that his son had a learning disability. 
He had completely not, I mean, he did not know his children at all. Right. Richard Crenadin. No, no, John, John Voight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John Voight. The, the scene with the two dads, I didn't know it was going to be a tearjerker. The scenes with the two dads and the stepdad saying, you don't know their friends, you don't know any of this, and then John Voight's reading the letter from the mom, like, I'm so glad I found a husband to take care of my kids. Oh, my gosh. I was crying. Is it like uh, a little bit like the sitcom My Two Dads? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> not at all. Now let me ask Christy, without getting too personal, do you have a uh, like a, a is this a kind of a, a something that that reminds you of your own personal life story? Did you have a stepdad versus biological dad kind of situation? No, but I have a friend that's in a in a situation where she raised a kid for thirteen years and then they got divorced, and now the father's saying, "Well, you don't have any rights to this kid anymore. You can't even see him." Oh, that's rough. Wow. Yeah. Well, the good news is that kid at 13 pretty soon can just literally do whatever they want. Like they can right. visit whoever they want to visit. So hopefully exactly. that will that will uh, win out in the end. Um, well, Christy, this has been uh, this has been really educational. I would say your next assignment should be. Uh, and by the way, let me just say, I'm not saying John Voight was a great dad, but think about how much he worked as a gay prostitute in Midnight Cowboy to support those kids. You think he wanted to be on the back of that bus with Dustin Hoffman? So I'm just saying sacrifices were made that maybe you guys don't realize was right. not brought into Table for Five. Very uh, good point. Um, no, I was going to say your next assignment is to watch The Champ. The Champ. <laughs> the Champ with John Voight and Ricky Schroeder. I've seen that one, but oh. I need to revisit it. Okay. I maybe do. they'd have them drag a TV out there by the kiddie pool. Well, we have one. We okay. Have now, one. don't get it too close to the pool. That's an electrocution waiting to happen. <laughs> right. Okay. I just love that she went to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> We have a little table for our drinks, and we float on by, grab them. <laughs> this is this sounds great. Uh, we need to do the show from this pool. <laughs> you should. You're invited. You're invited. All right, great. Well, thank you, Christy, and say hi to Nick for us, and tell him great job on that uh, animation, okay? All right, have a good day. All right, great. I hate all of you. Get the F out of here. I don't even want to see you guys again. Get out. Tired of you. You're supposed to sound like you're emotionally distraught, not perfectly convinced, asshole. Uh, right, right. Like I'm, like I'm not resolved. <laughs> like you're smiling when you're doing it. Yeah. Maybe uh, Luke just forgot about it because the cabinets were delivered during this episode and oh are off-gassing God. noxious fumes into his room. Yes. <laughs> um, I like that uh, insurance agent extraordinaire Kevin O'Brien emails in to say that TBTL is sales and that they are somehow duping us into listening. Uh, with their massive sales skills. I like that. I'm also impressed he didn't say anything about his lack of an eight-foot fence around his pool. Yes, he owes us on that. We need need more information, Kevin. That's what I wanted to hear from him. (laughs) Um, And Luke says to give kids jalopies instead of nice cars, and the only reason I bring this up is because they use the word jalopy several times. Yeah, (laughs) That's from my era. They need a new... I had a jalopy when I was a teenager. It was good for me. What did you have? In 1981 Impala Wagon. Nice. Nice. It was bigger than my house, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it had wood-paneled siding. It was my dad's old car. Is it possible to have a wagon like that without calling it the Shaggin' Wagon? I don't think so. I had a, it I was had awful. a race car water bed. Blue that smoke. was my first car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a hand-me-down Plymouth Sundance that was my first Ooh, car. Ooh, Sundance. And... I drove it until I threw a rod. So it was a dramatic ending for that car. 
I like it when a car, when it's a definitive end for a car. I, I respect a car that just completely craps out. So you don't have to keep feeding money into it. Yep. Yeah. The Sundance was knocking uh, and we knew it was going to go eventually. And it was well beyond doing any kind of engine repair to it. So I just didn't drive it out of the town. Like I, I drove around in Webster, my hometown, knowing that at any given moment it might blow up and I would have to leave it where it died. And it happened. Uh, thankfully, only two blocks from my house. Sand so off I just got the out and walked home. Take the plates. Yep. <laughs> Called the tow truck and said, give it to charity. Let me know how it goes. 1877 cars for kids. You know, we got that during the. Yes. I'd never heard that commercial oh, before. I'm so I heard so much about chance, it. Meredith. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I sang it. I was dr- just drunk enough to sing it. Yep. Just drunk enough, as in a lot to very drunk. Yes. He was dancing around the house with a pug. Yes. In his arms. That's how I was. I was waltzing with a pug. <laughs> Pictures or we, it didn't happen. There's a picture. There's a picture. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't have to hear the the commercials. Right. Um, they did turn them up at a couple of points just for our own amusement. And um, Oh, the, ma- the male it. enhancement or the Peroni's disease? props to josh kearns for just blowing Mm -hmm. off the newscasts for the second hour and making them about luke did you guys catch that no we we had our own issues to resolve during the break so outside of the cars for kids i don't think we paid much attention to the ads because we were all drunk and talking over each other well we barely paid attention to the show right josh did the real news at first and there was some depressing stuff but then in the second hour, when he reached the point where a headline was about someone turning 106, oh, right. I think he realized that it would be okay to have some fun with it. And so, first of all, we all cheered for the person who turned 106. So I think it's the first time in a long time Kairos had a live applause for the newsread. Mm. <laughs> and then at one point, he just starts talking about the Seattle Marathon and goes on a tangent about Luke running the Seattle Marathon. <laughs> Man, I was listening to him last night on Livewire, and it was the episode where he was sick. And he, uh, part of the shtick on stage was them uh, riding stationary bikes. He was ri- riding a bike with alongside Paul Shear and uh, uh, whatever that the guy named Rob Hubel, and he was struggling. So I don't think there's a marathon anytime in Luke's future. Yeah. Well, because he was doing Soul Cycle with a respiratory disease. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? yeah, it may have been a misrepresentation of his actual fitness, but yeah, it didn't seem like he's he's in in training. And I, I don't. It doesn't look like Isis has been doing any jogs with him either. <laughs> well, he does look like a hot water bottle, according to Luke. <laughs> you mean she? Rudy is a she, she. and the Rudy dog. Is wow. Isis is a she. The dog is That's a, a woman. woman. <laughs> a bitch. Thursday, 2003, TBTL is Wind Talkers. Uh, Luke's at a friend's house because the electrical at Burbank Springs is fucked. Oh. <laughs> this is the last straw in the money pit. No, They're it's down not. Into the we walls. haven't talked plumbing yet. Mm-mm. So that's, there's, yeah, there's, plumbing. A new, there's, there's one more frontier. <laughs> we know about their plumbing. It's flooding their basement. Right. Was that plumbing? I thought that was just water table. Look, probably not both. to be outdone. Probably both. Andrew also has a crisis. He has too much celery. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the show. About on par with your whole electricity being screwed up. Yeah, but he, he's not a ranch head, so he doesn't know what to do with it. You make bumps yeah. on a log. That's what you do. do you know, um, 
And I'll just let you know that Andrew's hatred of ranch made me love him even more. Why? Like you needed another Because ranch reason. is disgusting. You're, uh, you're insane. No. It's, I call it white trash sauce. Yes. It is. That's <laughs> delicious. That. <laughs> you can be right. Uh, we can both be right. I, do I don't approve like of putting it on pizza, no. but... You know, it's a, it's a good, celery is a good ranch delivery mm-hmm. system. Because it has its own like aqueduct right built yep. in to just pour the ranch right Unless down in your gullet. fancy one like a Chipotle ranch Oh, jalapeno no. ranch is one they make a lot. Peppercorn here ranch Pepper is my corn. favorite. I'm going to get some of that right after the show. Peppercorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just a slightly flavored mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise and full does. fat buttermilk. Don't skimp on the buttermilk, folks. The the restaurant where I work for about a month, we tried to get away with some some low fat buttermilk in the ranch, and people lost their minds. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you're still apologizing for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are people that haven't been back because of that. Yeah, do they even sell fat free stuff in Texas? They do. They, we got hold of some of it on the black Ooh. market and tried to you know put the you 2%. buy it accidentally now and then. Yeah. Well, you're also in Austin. Yeah. There's a little, it's, right. you're a different. Right. Texas. I'm sure in Dallas, there's no way you, you, you have full fat, uh, full fat buttermilk and extra fat buttermilk probably. Yep. Or Houston. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, it's windy in Bellingham. Oh, let's all tell our best wind anecdotes. <laughs> we don't. Know. I had a f- flower that fell over yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> My skirt flew up. Whoa. Well, I went to the bus once. Oh. And we were at Michael's leggings a couple since. years ago, and Emily opened her door, and the wind caught it and, and, and slammed it into somebody's uh, door, and we had, we had to leave it. <gasps> <out>. oh. <laughs> that said, you suck. Bye-bye. <laughs> the note said, people are watching me, so I'm writing this, but you'll never <laughs> identify my handwriting. <laughs> The wind did it. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, Luke cracked the code to first class, which is to fly a lot. Right. Right. <laughs> Emily News cracked that a flash. while ago. Um, what do you want to talk about next? The divergent uh, celebrity of Bill Murray versus Chevy Chase? Or the top story of holiday parties on I feel the like plot. they covered the Chevy Chase yeah. thing pretty well. Yeah. He's kind of yeah. uh, holiday party thing. You know, I work basically alone. So my holiday party is whenever the fuck I want it. And it's me with a bottle of liquor. It's actually really depressing. To you with the Ukrainian yeah. porn magazine in a <laughs> corner booth. To sad Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am in charge of planning my holiday oh. party for my work. And what's interesting is last year was the first time I've ever had a company party. And then this year I'm, I'm planning mm-hmm. them and it's just, so you're the expert. What are you doing? We are having a casino night party at a place called fair start. Have you guys ever heard? Yeah. Of it's uh, to help uh, homeless people get into the restaurant business. Yeah. So there are two parts. They're a nonprofit where they teach people that are wanting to um, get off the streets or learn a trade, how to work in the restaurant business. And then they're also the second part, the for-profit is a um, restaurant and an event space. Mm -hmm. So we're having it there. Is there going to be booze? Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. So it'll be great. My, we, I work for a nonprofit 
um, hospital. We don't have booze at our holiday parties. They're in the middle oh. of the day, and they're potlucks, oh. and they're the worst. Ugh. No. Because we can't spend government money on alcohol. <laughs> so it's just the most boring. Luckily, uh, the hospital's in Michigan, so I don't have to go to those I anymore. I think we should be able to vote on things like that. Like, do you want your public dollars spent on alcohol for the people that work for you as taxpayers? Or do you want them to spend it on, like, stick drinks? You know? <laughs> I, I, I for one, for let's, let's get Meredith and her coworkers drunk once a year. We can, we can afford that. Good can't, work. We, can't we taxpayers? Yeah. I, I, would, I think I would, I would, but the, I mean, cause you know, my theory of, I want to be able to decide where all my tax mm-hmm. dollars go. I should, you should just get a sheet of like, you know, the thousands of things that are paid for and you can put 1% pickle or vodka, 1% and I would, boom, done. Yeah, I would do that. Be a lot Thanks, of pickle guys. vodka. That's that's twice as much pickle vodka as we have NASA. <laughs> yeah, and your seems point about is, right. <laughs> um, I was before I moved to uh, Texas. The company I worked for, I worked in the corporate office for a restaurant management company, and uh, one of my yearly responsibilities was, like Christie's, I had to plan the not the holiday party, but the like the year end celebration, the awards. And, um, it was, it was more or less a holiday party, but it would happen in January. <clears throat> and to have to plan that without alcohol was, I mean, especially with a group of restaurant managers, just completely untenable. Yeah. I mean, nobody right. would have showed up. No. Um, right. it, uh, it was, I, I think it was a lot of fun for these people because, they all knew each other because they were, we met like every week and we all knew each other really well. I think when it gets awkward is when the party is with people who you don't normally have conversations with. And I wouldn't want to go to one of those. either. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, even though it's my job to plan these events, I would much rather them just divvy up what the budget for the thing is and give us that in like Amazon gift Mm. cards. Yeah. Because especially with my work, we have a um, happy hour every other Thursday. I don't need something else. Now, when you say a happy hour, is that like, does it happen at 3 o'clock or do you have to stay after work? Yeah. Well, it starts at 3 o'clock. And people can just grab a drink and head back to their desk and play drop seven or what happens there? (laughs) Well, we have a, no, they play rock band. We have a... um, Every Thursday, because everyone works from home on Friday, so every every other Thursday, the developers present what they did for the last two weeks, and then we have a celebration, and we have a theme. So this year's theme was Washington Wines, so every every other week, it goes by the letters. So this week was Y, and so I had to find a winery that started with Y, and then meats and cheeses and desserts and stuff, and I put out the big spread. And then Yakima they wine, all go the play rock band. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so really they... fun. I would really enjoy that. Uh, it sounds a little yeah, like so show we... and tell. I mean, you basically just get together every other week and blow off their stand. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then they play rock band for an hour or two. And then everyone goes home. And then everybody sleeps through Friday claiming they're working because they have a week and a half to catch up on their project before just... they report again. <laughs> you just have to log on. <laughs> And then keep your laptop near you, and every time you roll over in bed, just slap mm-hmm. the keyboard. That's all you have to yep. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost as like long you as work you... at a startup. It's it's uh, 
as long as you can keep slack, like it looks like you're active, yeah. I think that you're fine. I don't know what you're talking about. It's some <laughs> kind like of developers. Really do, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I, I thought you really didn't. Okay. No, I work from home too. Do you guys, do you, Christy, are you using Slack with them? I do not. Meredith, do you use Slack? No, we use something called Link. I've had a lot of people tell me good things about Slack recently, including yeah. but not limited to Jeremy Holmes. Yeah, I was on a podcast once and they used Slack because they were all developers and I thought that it was great. Yes, we should stop talking about them until I can reach out and see if they'll sponsor us because they do <laughs> a lot of podcast sponsoring and maybe we should give it a try. We should tell them that we're struggling to keep organized with our Google Sheets, and uh, mm-hmm. which is not true, but you know. Except for when I forget to do them until an hour before the show. But whatever. <laughs> for a small fee, I'll do the spots. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In your MeUndies. So you'll even write them. knock them out. We, we did have a funny thing this week where instead of it being a presentation, um, there we, we have two apps that we do. And both of them have new releases coming out on Monday. So everyone was encouraged to bring their devices and try to break it basically, or look at the new features and ask questions. And I wasn't in on that because I'm setting up the spread. So I walk by the meeting room and everyone's on their phones. And I just walked to the finance guy and I said, why are all the nerds on their phones? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bowling alleys are dying, which was a great reminder about the time Luke told Van he tried to buy one. Mm -hmm. I don't actually believe they're, they're dying. I think, the older ones now, the ones that survived the the great bowling um, drought or whatever, are they seem to be back going strong. Especially, I, I don't know. I just know from Austin, it, the ones that are doing rock and bowl are doing just yeah, fine. yeah. The, they're going old school, <laughs> and and then there are the new douchebag ones opening up, and those seem to be doing fine yeah. too. Right. I don't know. I grew up in a town where you either went bowling or you went to the movies, and the bowling alley and the movie theater are right next to each other. And the bowling alley is where you went if you wanted to see your parents smoke, chain smoke, and drink on league night. Or mm. you wanted to do, like, midnight glow-in-the-dark bowling yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, a lock-in bowl all night for $10. I don't know how they were making money on that with the pizza and everything. Um, but I haven't been bowling in years. I was just telling Sam, we haven't been bowling since we moved out here from Buffalo. Is that a good thing? She hates it. I think it's oh. funny and stupid, but I guess we just haven't had anyone else who wants to go to talk us into it. Being so close to Canada, alleys. Bobby, have you ever gone uh, candle pin bowling? Yeah. Uh, well, so I hadn't really done it, but we have it. And around, it's popular in New England. So oh, it is. duck pin, candle pin, whatever. It's here. And there are bowling alleys dedicated to it here. Uh, and in fact, there's an old timey one here in Pawtucket called Break Time that they just opened recently because it was the break room in a factory where they had a few candle pin lanes for the factory workers. And so it's all hipster vintage crap. I I got um, ambushed by it when I was a kid. We would go up to like the soccer team I played on. We would go up to Canada on, you know, to play tournaments and stuff and you'd stay with a family and they had no idea that candle pin bowling was a freak show. So they, right. So they took me and I'm holding this thing. It's like a cannonball. Right. And I'm like, do I throw this overhand or, <laughs> but I see everyone else rolling it underhand and it just felt, it felt, um, strange and like a joke, but I, I can, I can see how it would be like 
more accessible and less expensive because you don't have to go stick your fingers in 25 balls before you, uh, before you choose. Right. So it's right. a little more sanitary. You can just like rub your shirt over one of these little cannonballs before you throw it down the lane. <laughs> to them, our bowling has an accent. Yeah, probably. Right. Uh, yeah, we used to uh, go to Niagara Falls and do it in a place. Well, in a Boston pizza, actually. Just not mm, from Boston. Boston pizza ranch. <laughs> so, so Bobby, does that mean Sam will not be participating in the pre-wedding activities of going bowling? Oh, no. We're going to make her do it anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, she hates fun, but that's not that's not acceptable. Oh. <laughs> this is a special occasion. <laughs> uh, speaking of fun, a Liquid Planet update. That guy failed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I shared. Who saw that coming? I tweeted out a picture. They did a GoFund yourself for the water park, and he was trying to raise a million dollars, and he raised one thousand nine hundred and forty-five dollars. Mm. Oh. That'll get him about a quarter of the way to uh, citizenship and a marriage to Kevin Moyers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is further than they're gonna get. Um, <laughs> It is. They're not even an eighth. Although, you know, I, my husband's an MBA and I did ask him about this company that bought the water park. You know, they had that little discussion about, can you be an LLC and an incorporation at the same time? Mm -hmm. You can't. Luke was right. They're two separate things. He said you could probably, you could put LLC in your name and have it mean nothing. You could just name yourself that, I guess. (laughs) He's like, that's the only thing I can think of because you can't really be both at the same time. Wow. We just said Luke was was right. I know, I know. That was why I was mentioned it. <laughs> Write it down. Write yep. it down. Uh, I would be Luke interested to know uh, a question for Kevin, the insurance agent, if he happens to be an LRB listener. Um, I I would guess that insurance for a water park has to be their number one line item expense. Yeah. All the drow- drowning kids. Drowning, having your toenails ripped off, having, you know. Salmonella. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like. <laughs> Put it, you put up some slides and you have a little real estate that, and you charge people 30 bucks to get in. It seems like, you know, a dream business to own. But I, I, right. I would bet if you didn't have insurance, you wouldn't be open for three days before you, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, Your pants were sued off. Second biggest expense, chlorine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If for nothing else, you need that smell of chlorine. It's a confidence statement. Just like bleaching the bathroom. You don't have to clean it. Just... <laughs> Dump some bleach on the floor and people will think it's clean. <laughs> Friday, 2004, like a moth to an overpriced flame. I get the feeling we're going to get. I love that. We're going to get the anger. <laughs> Luke drinks tea now and wants an electric kettle. Uh, he could buy 10 to 15 electric kettles for the cost of his new grooming kit. He says that the tea worked for that live wire show. It did not he sounded <laughs> terrible <clears throat> well that could have been an improvement over how he would have sounded possible so i thought it was uh, one of the and- budweiser frogs hosting the show they should have he it, i don't know if they have a backup but if they did i don't know when you would call them besides that week uh key and peel in fargo sets the, the guys off on a spiral of sarcasm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten they were on there, and they didn't fit in very well. 
to that show. It was a weird thing. And when they were gone, it was kind of a relief because the tone of the well, show. I, didn't, I haven't to, seen it. Did they not fit in because it's Minnesota and there's no black people there? Not as much that because I think I think they played like FBI agents that got called into the case. So there was a reason mm. for there being black people in Minnesota at that point. But but they didn't fit in tonally because they were funny together. And the show's not a funny show. Yeah, those two can't really help but be that funny. That show's dead right. fucking serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they just didn't fit. So I, I see Andrew's point, uh, but Luke wasn't there yet, so he hasn't even seen him yet. Uh, that that moment was delightfully cringeworthy yes. when they could not tell who was being sarcastic and who wasn't. Yeah. Um, I thought Liam Neeson's was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> now to real cringing. Seriously, uh, I looked up this store, Canoe, in Portland. They do not have the grooming kit on their website, so I'm wondering if they only had one and they sold it to Luke Burbank. Mm. Oh, well, those places that have one T-shirt right. or whatever. <laughs> I didn't have to look this place up to know exactly what kind of place <laughs> right. it is. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, he had an $80 credit because of a hat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. guys, that laugh is exactly why we didn't let you on Mike McCauley's episode. I'm talking to all guys now. Stop it. Stop it with the hats. You're killing yourself. You could you could get a way better girlfriend or wife if you just take that hat and fire it right into the furnace. <laughs> That's my free advice for you guys. All guys. <laughs> Women, wear whatever fascinators you want. We don't care. We like the woman that will deal with the hat. Guys, you're 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 hobbling yourselves with these hats, whether it's a bull or Homburg fat guy hat, whatever it is, Carl Spackler hat. <laughs> don't wear it if if your hair's messed up or it's greasy or whatever. Put on a baseball cap, not a MeUndies baseball cap, just a regular <laughs> cap. Okay? Don't. We're gonna give that away as an LRB prize at some point. Don't shit on the LRB. I, the I don't. Um, I just want to go on the record. I do not agree with what mike is saying. okay give me give me an example of a time when a hat a, um a hat enhanced your sexual attraction to a male um don't give me football like helmets so. that... oh yeah <laughs> there you go um i think some people look really stupid with baseball hats on oh That's i'm not, not i'm not saying here. it's a great look think... i'm just saying it's it's yeah. your only hat alternative as a man to not fall off the face no, no, of no. the earth attractiveness wise I, <laughs> I like the one that Jeremy wears. The Woodland Park Zoo uh, beanie. No, no, I'm not no. counting beanie. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be clear, that's not okay. a that's not a beanie he bought at Woodland Park Zoo. That's a beanie he found at Woodland it's a hobo Park beanie. Zoo. Yeah. yeah, it's a hobo beanie. Um, it, those like taxi. I don't know what they call them, newsboy oh, caps or oh, whatever. He has a fat guy hat. I think that that looks good. Yeah, I like it. My husband is follicularly like challenged, and he's got a few Samuel L. Jackson hats that I kind of yes. like. Yeah, and, but Samuel I do, Jackson I do hat. really like him in a baseball yeah. hat too. Yeah, but yeah, I think Jeremy looks weird in a baseball hat. Neither of you count because you've both proven that you've overcome great odds with the men in your lives. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy is Jeremy Duff and his jazz music, uh, and yeah. you've both proven that that you will get down with a bald guy. Um, so I prefer a bald guy to yeah, be honest. Yeah. So I, I don't think, so I have to live with the hat that comes part and parcel with being, bald. I don't think I'm really speaking Otherwise your head burns. to you guys in particular. I'm talking in general guys. Stop it. 
Stop it with the hats. And that thread with all the hats, that was disturbing. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I liked it. I thought that guy was fantastic. Uh, oh, no. The, I think the original thread was good. It just kind of jumped the shark is... toward the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because people piled on. But Christopher was delightful. Yes, he was. It was so much. His face looked so much that it almost looked like he was photoshopping different hats on I thought he, he was. Yes, I thought he was. They were all in the same pose. Uh, I, no. I come down as this. I think that there's a shoot the moon aspect to this. I think that 98% of men should just avoid the hats. Yeah. And I think there's 2% of guys, and he's one of them, who can do whatever the fuck he wants in the hat world because he's got it going on. I'll grant you that. But but I'm not in that 2%. Bobby, you're not in that 2%. Oh, absolutely. Luke not. is not anywhere near that 2%. He's not no. even, Mm-mm, he no. can't even mail a letter to that 2%. He's so far away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Luke, because of his persona and the, also the way he dresses and the way he looks, unfortunately, as soon as he puts a hat on, it goes straight to douche right. town. Yeah. And, and that's just, you know, something that you he would has never to see let, Lord Grantham wearing up. a hat. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Luke should just stick to some throwback Montreal Expo. He looks hat. good in that hat. That's a cool well, hat. He does look good in a baseball yeah. hat. Yeah. I yeah. I also think there's a couple hats that when women wear them, I get like anger in my heart and I want to punch them. What kind of hats? <laughs> it's this new floppy hat that seems oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm about to go to Coachella. I hate everybody that like wears Like a that. wide brim floppy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's not even useful. So if you had one that was kind of a sun hat, that's useful. But this is a felt hat, so you wouldn't wear it in the summer because your head would just. Is it kind of like the? I have one those of those. The it's the one that I was wearing. Maids wear when they go to town, and it's foggy out. Is that <laughs> that kind of hat? <laughs> no, I'll send you a screenshot, okay. Mike. Well, I'm scared to send you the screenshot. Of- <laughs> There's because you will put it somewhere. I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> and I, and it's a shaming of someone. So I, I don't guys, know. guys, we're getting off target here. The hat oh. conversation was important, but more important is the fact that he traded in his eighty dollar hat and then paid much more dollars to get a ridiculously expensive five piece grooming kit that was worth two dollars at CVS. Yes. Why is he doing this? I think I, he's so happy that he has a nail clipper and scissors. You can get those for 40 cents. Right. I angrily wrote uh, in the group chat or somewhere after this episode, uh, I carry uh, like a $5 sewing kit and a $4 pair of, of heavy duty toenail clippers. And uh, if you can't do it with those things, it's something you should not be doing while you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're a man. I'm a man. How much have you spent on your grooming kit? Uh, I don't current. I don't currently own a grooming kit. Everything's loose, but but yeah, it all goes in one um, goes in one little bag when when I hit the road. I mean, I don't go right. on the road without like little scissors, like cuticle scissors and toenail, fingernail clippers, that kind of stuff. I mean, why? It sounds like Luke just since he didn't have the kit. He just wasn't taking any of this stuff with him. So he'd find himself in a hotel room looking at his toenails curling underneath his toes and wondering what he was going to do. To be fair, I do remember the time he lanced something with a corkscrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh 
god. Yeah, and then he put it back because it was one of those, you know, uh, extended stay hotels. So he just dropped it right back in the drawer for your next wine. Enjoy your wine. I, I believe it was the Hotel Deluxe, actually, in Portland. Uh, and then he just put it in with the other forks and sent it out out into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> right. He put his disease in all of us. Oh, Andrew wants a Vic Tanny gym bag. <laughs> Sounds awesome. We need. I'm going to send him a pic, uh, message right now. I want a picture of that Vic Tanny. Do yourself a favor. Don't Google image search Vic Tanny. Mm. I did already. <laughs> I'm doing Dick it now. That's, that's a lot of old man muscle. Yep. Oh, he's one of those. He's like he a is, Jack LaLanne. He is forerunner. very bronze. Yeah, yeah. The guy could have just, he could have been doing, his podcast would have had nothing but spots for bronze. He could crack mm. walnuts with those thighs. Uh, and not in a sexy way. Um, Luke has expensive luggage, and I can't give him crap here. Uh, Sam got me a Toomey suitcase for Christmas last year. Actually, it was Christmas, Fancy. Christmas and my birthday, and a gift later to be determined, like a draft pick. Um, she got it on super sale at the outlet mall and it is great. And I do travel a lot and it has one of the suitors in it that folds up your suit and keeps it relatively wrinkle free. So you don't have to be like Andrew lugging a giant garment bag around the airport. Um, and I'm spoiled and I love it. So I will say if you're going to spend money on something, I could see luggage being a good, a good choice. Especially if you travel. Right. Cause then it, mm-hmm. it weighs itself out. So I had I wouldn't say it's expensive luggage. It's not that as fancy as yours, Bobby. But I had a really nice luggage set. And it slowly has disappeared because I loan it to mm-hmm. people. And for whatever reason, they have the worst luck. And the TSA has destroyed it. I got back a bag that was completely shredded. That's why I don't want to bother with expensive expensive luggage. I've had them destroy so many bags. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Toomey bag comes with a repair replace policy i think so uh, you know yeah but also if you borrow someone's uh bag and it and it gets destroyed don't you replace it yeah but i also feel like why would you loan out something like that well i'm a sean when it comes to my luggage i actually bring it everywhere every day I don't let it out of my sight christy if they're borrowing so- luggage um i don't think they can afford to replace expensive luggage so you have to let go of as soon as you hand that luggage over. Right. You have to I guess come to grips so. with I the just, fact that you've if, probably yeah. lost that luggage. Well, first of all, if if the TSA does something like that, you can you can go and ha- put a claim on it. Yeah, but they don't. I've had that happen. They don't replace it with something as nice. Oh, but I mean, anything would be nice. They give you a I mean, yard I'm about waste to go bag to Mexico and, a, and, 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 and a very sincere <laughs> apology. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just realized I don't have a suitcase to go to Mexico mm. because the the two perfect ones that were the exact same size. The, the You're going to have to wear all your outfits. Are go- well, I'm on the oh, Toomey yeah. site. The The first one on the list is $2,500 for oh, a carry-on. So just tap on that. Let's yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, uh, knowing Sam, she got it for under $300. It was at Savers, and uh, it had a picture of Tim Tebow on it that she had buffed out. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the outlet mall, people. It's it's worth it. Uh, the top story for Friday was a Walmart employee who found $350 in a parking lot and for some ridiculous reason didn't shove it in his pockets and then put it in his two-week notice. Yeah. There had to be something else going on here. That's not a reason to fire someone. 
what's the most money you've ever found, Bobby? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't have a good found money. I guess once as a kid, I was uh, rummaging through, I think my grandmother's clothes in her closet, like like you do. There's a lot of stuff there we don't need to get into. But, uh, <laughs> through her underwear found, drawer, you know how how you do. Mm-hmm. slash creepy. <laughs> oh, grandma, I know you're thinking about her underbridges. <laughs> Uh, I think I found a 50 tucked into oh. a coat pocket or something. Yeah. And did you take it? Of course I did. And at that age, I must have been probably 17, 18, no, uh, eight or nine years old or something. 50 <laughs> bucks was like weeks worth of candy and junk food from the gas station near school. Or no, I guess it must have been a little older. But, but uh, yeah, $50 went a long way in my world. It's a lot of bulk candy from Wegmans, probably. The most money I ever found was $436, and it was in a wallet, but there was nothing else in the wallet, um, wow. which is weird because usually you'll find a wallet and someone else has cleaned out the money. That sounds right. like bait. Were you on no, candid camera No, the situation was mm-hmm. I was pretty fresh out of prison. Yes, I went to prison. Uh, I was fresh out of the halfway house, and I had Wait, what? super- You should tell us about Stop that sometime. the show. No, mm-hmm. uh, the prison mm-hmm. stories are for another time. I had a, I'd gotten out of the halfway house. I was at a super shitty apartment in Tukwila. And I was driving my my brother's uh, leaky Jalopy. T-top Camaro that he um, gave to me. Camaro Z28. And it, it would overheat at every light, so you have to turn the engine off. Um, and I got home from my job. And right next to where I parked in the, in the parking lot of my um, apartment building, there was that wallet. And I picked it up, and I saw the money. And I counted the money right there, and I looked around to see if anybody was around. Nobody was around. So I took it up uh, into my apartment, and I tried to figure out how how would I get this back to somebody? You know, because if you put something up, then people are going to say, yeah, it's my money. And also, mm-hmm. keep, keep in mind um, that I was in an $8 an hour job, and I was paying the government back a lot of money. Um, so I kept it. I think that's finders keepers. I don't think there's any problem with that. If there had been an ID in there, because I've found wallets before with money, without money, sure. or whatever, and sure. return them. But Or if you just find a wad of cash on the street, I don't think there's any obligation to try and figure out Thank who that you. belongs to. Yeah. Interesting. That's a burner wallet. That's a wallet that was going <laughs> yeah. out for a drug deal or something or some other shady business. That's a wallet that can't be traced back to its owner. That's like... Uh, that that's use at your own risk. It was I mean, actually nicer actively... than my wallet, so I imported all my stuff into that wallet. And it... <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be really funny is if you had done that and then put your empty old wallet back where you found it, kind of you know <laughs> for the next guy. Yeah, with a note in it. I'm writing this note because someone might have seen me pick up. <laughs> uh, I lost. I think the most I've lost is around sixty bucks. And it was a wallet. It was a wallet thing. In fact, it was another kid's story. And it was another gas station story. I, I think I managed to drop my wallet at a gas station, and I went back an hour later, and they had the wallet, but the cash was. How gone. did Luke not remember that he had left all that money yes. yeah. at a gas station? With Someone him? said that on the Stens page. That was a really good point because right. he. It yeah, was a huge wad. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, ladies, do you have money stories, lost or found? Not really. 
Well, I don't carry cash, that, so I always yeah. know like exactly how much I have, and it's never very much. And I don't. If I found someone it. else's iPhone, I would just go scan it all over the place and just get get groceries. <laughs> <laughs> At the fancy grocery stores, yeah. you could only go to Trader Joe's. It would and start Foods. vibrating as soon as I got in, and then I just scoop up all <laughs> no, the groceries. No, it wouldn't. I'm impressed that you would you would pay for everybody's groceries in the yeah. store. It's on me, guys. Just scan this. Oh, um, yeah, I, Luke remembered losing $10 as a kid, but not $500 as an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it his whole sense. credit limit. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had some music for your weekend. And, uh, I think with that, we'll go to Christie's corner with a K two K's oh. Christie's corner. <laughs> okay. All right. We should have some, like, fun music to play here. Thanks for making my job harder, Christy. <laughs> 124 fun music. Go ahead. Okay. So my first thing is we got a delightful sharpshoot from Ben Stein. And I just wanted to I believe you mean Bob Stein, unless Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? I always say Ben. I even actually <laughs> sent him an email and called him Ben. So sorry. Bob. Probably not the first time someone's <laughs> tried to win his money. It's funny. I know. All right. Um, he wanted to say he did not bookmark the penis picture. He just looked them up quickly <laughs> on Google Images. And then <laughs> and he said, to my shame, my search history now has something like orca penis mm. in it. Yeah. So we had a def- um, defense of his honor. Go incognito <laughs> next yeah. time. Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's a rookie mistake. Um, for Meredith, if you think the duck's penis is disturbing, be glad you're not a female duck. If I remember remember correctly, oh no, there's words I don't know. Oh, her yeah. her vagina is corkscrew, mm-hmm. the opposite direction in the males, and also has dead end cavities. Yeah. Sounds like my last. Yeah, because d- male ducks are terrible rapists. Yeah, and then it says, uh, so the male has to be very strong and fit. To get his penis in the right place. I eventually don't think it's going to go rape a crab. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And then he wanted to say that I don't think Luke was being racist about cornbread. White Southerners eat cornbread for hundreds of years. So there's that. Yeah, that cornbread yeah. conversation. I think we agreed that, right? I was the I one who, that- who took it in that direction. It just seemed... I don't know. The context to me seemed a little awkward, but I, I'll I'll back off on that. No problem there. Okay. Um, I wanted to send out a special thank you to, I posted this too, but I just wanted to say it um, out loud, is that when we were asked to do the trivia contest um, for, I mean, on the, on the show, and we needed to go through a bunch of clips and we were able to scour through the the archives the the database to find out the episodes or just look up luke and find funny ones or look up poop and know where the episode was but then we had the daunting task of because we were also pulling for jen so we had to pull um three clips for each of them and that would have taken a lot of hours so i pulled up special archivists um my, as I call them, the SEAL Team 6 of the Historitans, and I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So what I did is just sent them an email and said, um, 
I have a super secret mission. If you choose to be a part of this, you can't tell anyone what it is. You can't ask any questions. I'm going to send you an episode and a word and you have to find it in that episode. And these are the people that um, took me up on that and were so great and able and it enabled us to be able to be on the show. So that's Allison, Amy, Anne, Ashley, Ben, Bob, Corey, Jack, Jeremy, Sarah, and Colleen. They were so great. Um, and so far we have 160 weeks complete, all of 2009 and 2010. And my new goal is all of 2011 to be done, which is just 15 weeks that are already out and assigned. And then just a, a note, I'll be leaving for Mexico on Tuesday. So if you order stickers, they will be delayed. So if you need to buy them, buy them before Monday. As in t- buy them today. At Monday. Order them today yeah, when this comes out. Buy, the, buy them today, right. <laughs> I meant to mention that uh, in honor of the upcoming holidays, whichever holidays you celebrate, uh, Little Red Band, Little Red Bandwagon will continue to sell stickers at the same low, low price of eight dollars a sticker. Um, our holiday sale for you is that we are not going to stop offering stickers. So get your loved ones <laughs> Little Red Bandwagon and ten stickers at LittleRedBandwagon.com. Check out the merch store. Uh, and get your shopping and done for the holidays. Enter any promo code you any like, day and now. you won't get any discount. Exactly. <laughs> any um, the funnier the promo code that you enter, the you'll get um, stars with me. Though there you go. Everyone knows my stars are worth a lot. <laughs> Anything else in Christie's corner? Um, no, I think I'm good. Meredith, Mike, Christy, I'm going to need. Yes. More jokes from you next week. I didn't see much on the run sheet, so <laughs> I don't feel like I really brought it today, and I blame Christy. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we kind of noticed too, Mike. You could have taken credit for uh, the archive or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not going to do that, though. I, I take enough credit for the stickers. <laughs> well, you did design them. Uh, print them yourself, cut them up, and yeah, I cut I cut know. them up by hand with well, my mustache scissors. Right. <laughs> and then you, guys, and did then we you put skip them over back in with all the other scissors and such a bright? <laughs> we skipped audience. over Nick Offerman oh. being a pile of bacon with a mustache on. Right. <laughs> someone needs to make that. I believe that someone, photo. Believe someone pickled him. Um. I was wondering that if I think I mentioned this to you guys, if I got a cheap bottle of whiskey and just sat there drinking it in front of a TV screen showing his video for 45 minutes, if I could get some sort of meta hipster credit, I'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's some there's some money to be made here by selling out to this uh, movement. I, I don't want to watch anyone eating. I don't mind watching them drink, but I don't want to watch or listen to them eat. Mm mm. <laughs> If they put a topless lady gif in there oh, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> I might make it better. Just, just topless. You know, Mike, you know how you hate hearing people eat? While I was listening to all of these episodes, um, back episodes to find clips, I did hear your beloved write in and say that she loves she hearing does. them eat. She... Why? I don't know. I guess it's just audio texture. It's a disgusting sound. 
<laughs> Especially like Luke. when he started out uh, what, Tuesday or something eating a pickle yes, on the a air. Jimmy John's pickle. Uh, I had to take my earbuds but out. But you missed out because he choked on it, so it was sweet justice. Oh, that's instant karma. <laughs> or sour pickled justice, but justice of some sort. <laughs> Folks, you can find us at littleredbandwagon.com on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon. Our Twitters, I'm at RL Pape. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. Christy Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Meredith is at Meredith underscore Mayhan, no Y. And senior producer Jeremy Holmes, who was woken up early this morning by Christy to record this episode, is <laughs> at Dadstronaut. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. That's where you'll find biting comedy and health code violations from Jeremy and Christy mostly. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. If I'm correct, the latest episode of Nerd Out Loud is an episode featuring uh, Jeremy, Hol uh, Jeremy Henson and Jesse mm -hmm. Dollimore who Correct. hijacked your podcast and put their own episode in your feed. Yes. And it's pretty good. Uh, I would say I enjoyed it almost as much as the average episode of Nerd Out Loud. Uh, so go listen to that. Bobby, have you ever been yeah, on that show, delightful. Nerd Out Loud? No, I've waited over 100 episodes. And if someone had told me I could just record my own and call it Nerd Out Loud, I would have been on it. By yeah, now. let's do that. Let's you and me do that. I like it. Just, I like we'll it. just slap yeah, it up Yeah, you guys there. do the next one. <laughs> They're not allowed. It's just going to be a rotating cast of people bullshitting for it's going to be sports center. Oh yeah. Let's do sports. Well, I is bowling. a sport. I just, um, <laughs> I just, I just told, um, Jeremy Henson that I wanted, I want to come on the episode and, and pitch something. And he said, Oh, we're really booked up through 2000. <laughs> well, they are doing the, is a hot dog, a sandwich episode coming up. So that's, that's already booked. Oh, okay. Well, do they have the theater? Or are they selling tickets? I feel like that's a live endeavor. Yeah, we can get on that show, Bobby. That they that they just won't properly mic us, so we won't be heard. <laughs> Christy, get us out of here, please. Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, we love you, Jen. We wish you'd been there. Nailed it. So we're, we're calling the show Galloping Gobblers. <laughs> aggressive gay porn star. <laughs> that does sound terrifying. Some super yeah. gay guy just running after you when you're not gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every straight man's it worst fear? It kind of is, even though we, we don't want to admit it. We're, we are scared. Of, you flatter yourselves a little bit. of gay people. And yeah, we, all, we think we're attractive to gay people, which we're not. You know, you find booty and you keep the booty.